0: Okay, so here's the deal. We all have different ways of dealing with isolation. Some of us are trying to figure out how to cope. Some of us are finding solace in creating. And some of us are just trying to find a center and balance. We may be separated, but we are not alone. Welcome to Little Sips, a brief check-in with former guests on the podcast to see how they are coping and what they are doing while they're stuck in place during the COVID-19 pandemic. Please remember to check in on each other and be kind to yourselves. This time isn't easy for any of us, but maybe together we can find balance. The medicine is hard to swallow, but maybe we can all take little sips to get through it. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to be a part of the Champagne Showers podcast network. Today's guest is Mike from episode 37. Let's give him a call and see what's going on. Hey, hello? Hi, Mike. This is Sven. Hey, man. How's it going? Not too bad. Crazy to think that uh, when we would have recorded
1: the thing, I think that was February 15th or 16th. It was that Sunday. Yeah. And that was a mere two weeks away from when everything would just, you know, no you know, idea that you know. that would be the last... Um, gig being a great cover-up and then let alone probably like second or third to last in-person podcast that I was able to do.
0: Right yeah so you've been able to keep up kind of with the 200 level it seems like right? Yep yep
1: I got uh the setup now where we can do Zoom or Skype and I had I had a hell of a time trying to figure that out for some reason but I got the cords I needed to and I guess Blessing in disguise, a little bit. It, this whole situation finally forced my hand into actually, you know, reading up on what I needed to do for it. But and it wasn't that difficult. But for some reason, it just I I, I thought that I could kind of uh, MacGyver it a little bit and uh-huh. take a phone call through a Bluetooth speaker and then record the Bluetooth speaker. But you know, that that wasn't working. So, yeah. but I, I think I got it figured out now.
0: Well, and Bluetooth has just enough of a lag to be irritating. Yes. You know, I, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, Mike, it's, it, yeah, it, you're one of the more recent episodes that, uh, I've recorded and still trying to make it, make it happen. Um, so I have these four questions and, okay. um, it's just been asking everybody is, uh, so have you been working on anything new, like creativ- uh, creatively?
1: Yeah, and there was some for- fortunate timing back on, I guess that would have been March 6th, so that was a Friday. And I went into Perennial Sound Studios, and that's operated by Ryan Groff from El- Elsinore, and went in there to lay down guide tracks. And we had 12 tracks for this fourth album and got the basic drums and bass down. So that was March 6th. Cool. Uh, went to school where I teach uh, the next week as normal, and then that Thursday, or really that Wednesday night, was when everything changed. So that Thursday, parent teacher conferences got canceled, and then we, all us teachers, are looking at each other before we leave, saying, Okay, well, I guess we'll see you when we see you, knowing that it might be a little bit longer than just spring break. So the first thing was that spring break week before knowing it would be an extended absence was just starting to get basic guitar tracks on it and then here we are two months later and essentially have been able to build up an album um, working on the vocals now and then essentially we'll have a guide album done and then oh, yeah. take uh, Ben, the drummer, and Mike, the guitarist, in the studio and get their stuff on it, too. So that will be where the collaboration comes in, but almost out of necessity for now, it's just been uh, individually working and building these tracks up.
0: Oh, so it's like people are able to just kind of social distance their way into the studio and, and uh, just do a record. You know, each person records their own part. Is that how it's been working? Or
1: Well, th- that's how it will work. And what oh, we've done okay. so far is... Is there's a Dropbox folder online, and then all the guys in the band have access to it. So whenever they are bored or need something to do, they can check out the tracks that are on there and maybe start thinking of what they're going to add to it. Which I'm guessing and hope- hoping, you know, fingers crossed that in June it'll be okay to have a few people. And you know, <laughs> we don't yeah. know yet. But if, right. if it is okay to do that, then we can uh, add their parts to it. And the good news is that so much work will have been done before that that. Um, it won't be far after getting their stuff laid down that we can say, okay, it's good to go. And we can put it out there.
0: Wow. This is going to be, uh, uh, I almost feel like this, this is kind of a strange venture for you. Uh, Cause don't, don't you usually record pretty live? Isn't that? Yes. This, yeah.
1: That was how we did the first three albums. Uh, the band would go in, lay down the guy tracks together. And, Before any of this pandemic situation, you know, I still went in there on March 6, not knowing that the next few months of our lives would look like this. It was really just to kind of get the ideas that I had in my head that I'd written already and get them down, knowing that since i've been drumming since i was 12 um bass playing you know i play with a pick so it's pretty rudimentary but <laughs> it's yeah. Um, yeah. knowing that i could at least get the stuff down where um the approach from the outset was going to be a little bit different because i had so many songs and because we hadn't had a whole lot of rehearsal time together i really wanted to get the ideas down and in that way uh, the positive is that more than ever before each track is truly isolated so that makes mixing a lot easier Mm. and it it will be interesting to see when we get uh, ben donaldson on drums we get mike solomon on guitar and have them start recording um, if they're, if it gets a little bit tricky because essentially they'll be playing to complete tracks. So hopefully my right. metronome or metronomic skills are okay and Ben's not laying down the drums thinking, oh man, Mike's going in and out of tempos here. What the hell? Um, <laughs> but as I listen to it, I think we'll be able to do it. It's sort of like reverse engineering and, yeah. or almost like deconstruction where we'll get it done on my end and then we'll, we will... Take out my drum parts, put bends on. We'll take out probably one of my rhythm parts, put mics on that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Well, so uh, that sounds like I, I'm excited to hear the the, the fourth album, and I, 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 you know, whenever that comes out, I'm sure it's going to be great. So my favorite question next is the um, so. Once this whole uh, pandemic has been lifted, has or uh, things return to as normal as they can be, um, what's going to be like the first thing that you want to do? Hmm.
1: You know, it's going to be in steps too, right? Where I think that some of the initial signs of normalcy are going to be very mundane, almost. Uh, but just being able to, for example. Um, My parents live in Urbana and maybe pop into their backyard mm. patio and take a little cooler over there and just sit on a nice Friday evening and have a little happy hour outside, social distancing, but you know, that sort of thing, which I guess technically we could probably pull off now, but we're, we're, you know, using extra caution. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be those little moments, whether it be with a friend or whether it be with my parents or whether it be, um, you know, as fun as the Zoom happy hours and all that are, it, it it's still missing that element of actually hanging out with other people. So to me, that'll be the first thing I'm looking forward to. I already know, you know, we talked at length when I came in in February about just concerts and the sort of cathartic and joyous mm. nature of going to concerts and. You know, Rage Against the Machine, they're already postponing to 2021. I'm pretty sure that every concert I have lined up this summer, same sort of right. thing. They're just going to move it to next year. But in a weird way, as long as I have a date, you know, knowing it could be July 2021, as long as I know it's out there, I'm okay. You know, it's yeah. it will be those little returns to normalcy, which basically it's just hanging out with somebody, um, having a drink with somebody and, you know, not having to do it through Zoom or Google Meet
0: right yeah yeah so um my third question is uh are you thinking about doing a live stream and i guess in some ways you're uh you could even count do being able to do the 200 level as as part of this um i, d- I know you're not live streaming that but um, yeah, yeah. as as kind of a-, a broadcast of some kind that you're going to continue yeah yeah
1: the live stream idea, it's great to see as many people do that as, as we've seen on Facebook the last couple months. And, you know, finding creative ways to do it. The initial idea I have for live streams is that when the album is done, doing the album listening party as a live stream. Oh, and, and that will give people the first opportunity to hear it before it's out there in all the different outlets. And I would think that could be within the next really month or two, um, you know, the quicker the better. Yeah. And that would be something, you know, the live performance aspect, It's I give credit to the people that do that because, um, you know, there was this old anecdote that Led Zeppelin back in the day. They didn't do a whole lot of TV appearances because of quality control. They were afraid that, you know, coming through a small TV set and not knowing what kind of sound engineering mm-hmm. there would be, it might sound like crap and they might not look that good. So they were very careful about that. And in a way, you know, just having to do um, live Zoom sessions with my classes, I'm already really cognizant of the fact that okay you know my computer camera has limitations (laughs) so maybe you know i I think for me that will require a little bit of confidence to say okay if i were to do something like that it wouldn't be perfect and the other component is that you know live streaming that'd be fun and probably have to be solo acoustic but i've always had much more fun playing with the band yeah and if i ever do a solo acoustic sort of thing i'm looking behind me like where's the drummer where's the gu- other guitarist where's the bass player i feel alone up here so i i think that uh the album release party so to speak that would be a live stream and i'm trying to filter out sound clips along the way that just sort of make sure we're getting something out there
0: yeah Awesome. Well I'm I'm looking forward to that and, and maybe even let's just say for some weird reason, hopefully, if you could have a live uh release, you know, at a venue of some kind, it would be cool to still, you know, take the take the skills that you've learned and do a, a live stream of that in some ways too, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, we're all sort of improvising, right? Like, you found a cool way to do it with what you're doing in the podcast and just catching up with everybody, and we're doing that on the 200 level, where clearly there's not a lot of games to talk about, so we have to, you know, Mondays are the recapping the Michael Jordan documentary thing. You know, we have to think of different things that we wouldn't probably worry about covering before. But in a way, you know, creatively, that does offer, uh, I think, some challenges that, may benefit everybody when we get on the other side of this, just being forced to think score a peg round hole. How do you make something work under unusual circumstances?
0: Yeah. So I, I, hopefully this, this makes good things happen in the future. Like let's, let's find some improvements. Um, so uh, here's here's my last and bummer question of the whole okay. thing is so for you what's been like the worst part of the pandemic of being sheltered in place <laughs>
1: hmm. um that's a good question i was talking with my wife about this and we are both fortunate to be in education where you know, in terms of employment and job security, we feel fine right now. We haven't had the same sort of economic um, and financial concerns that a lot of people we know. Um, And especially when you're in the music industry, it's so tied into the service industry that you think of local venues, you think of bartenders, you think of servers. And it seems like every other day we're getting news about you know, local restaurant closing indefinitely, that sort of thing, which it's not shocking, but it's still, when you read it, it's still a little bit jarring to think, like, oh, well, this is having ramifications to people and places that we know. So to me, the biggest bummer uh, is, or when I find myself in maybe the most um, frustrated or down feeling about sort of things is not knowing what Champaign-Urbana is going to look like on the other side of this, knowing that we'll probably be better off than other communities. And so far, we've seen to avoid you know, some crazy sort of rash of COVID-19 in terms of the health part of it, but economically and just knowing as many people as you or I know or have met along the way that are going to be affected by this for far long after this thing's over. So it is the hardest thing is when you and i think necessary things sometimes is a step outside of your own bubble which fortunately for my wife and i and our dog which has been great hanging out the dog Mm. this is essentially you know an extended summer vacation for me i have no room to complain i I teach a little bit online i offer feedback i don't have to grade um it's it's hard for me to uh, verbalize the true pain and struggles that others are going to be dealing with now and for the foreseeable future. So I feel it necessary almost to almost check my, my own privilege here and be like, wait a second, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm making it through this as well as anybody probably could, but that's, that's something that I don't take lightly. And I, I don't, um, I, I just try to make sure that even within this own community, recognizing the the immediate and long-term impact it's going to have on people that we know. So that, you know, we and and again, we don't even know what that looks like. That's what I think the other frustrating part is not having a timeline and not knowing when this ends and not knowing how we roll out normalcy, so to speak. So you mix in the uh, knowing people that are affected and then also not knowing when the hell this ends. So that's where maybe some frustration comes in.
0: Yeah. I, I've been I've been hearing a lot of people kind of just have that. What is it all going to look like after after this is all done? And I mean, we do, we do know one thing for sure is that it won't be the same. And absolutely, um, yeah. I I really hope that. Um, it it's easy to say, you know, I really hope that you know, we'll come out stronger on the other side, but maybe that's not necessarily this, the, the case, but we have to realize that maybe that may not be the point to be so strong when we get out is maybe we have to recognize those that need help. And that we, if we have some privilege, if we have something that we find something to contribute back to make this less awful for people so I yeah don't know. I, I, I guess for this is this some kind of uh reflection back again for me to think about that every every time i talk with somebody that that this is something that i reflect back on so i appreciate you bringing that that up again yeah yeah but bringing that up yeah
1: well it changes everything too in terms of you know from music industry we we had talked back in february about the local music scene and there's peaks and there's valleys and there's transitional periods where it's trying to regain its footing or figure out what it is and the do-it-yourself sort of creative aspect you know people have plenty of time to create now and that's great but most people and I, I say most 99.9% of people in the local music industry, they are also reliant, their livelihoods are reliant on other gigs. Right. Um, and, and sometimes that's even directly, you know, their, their gig is within that service or music industry. And also thinking from the creative standpoint, and where will we be able to see shows? Knowing, knowing the margin that restaurants and bars and live venues are working on anyway. Right how <laughs> and it's almost like knowing that we're going to get other announcements and i hate it and and not to turn into a you know debbie down or anything about it but knowing that along these next few months we'll get an announcement here an announcement there and thinking my, my fear is that we end up on the other side of this and there won't be places to play which some of those venues were already the number of venues it was already tenuous for local right. musicians where do you play and the options were limited and that's a concern too. But then again, I think about that and it almost feels selfish for me to even consider that because there are so many other components that are being affected outside of just the music industry, right? Or, Oh God, where will my band be able to play? Well, that's a concern, but in the grand scheme of things, not that large of a concern. So it's this weird, constant tug of war between, okay, I got these frustrations. I got these, You know, genuine feelings of sadness involved with this, but always recognizing that it could be worse. Right. And I I find myself sort of, you know, juggling that and unsure how to really frame it and not come out, you know, uh, sounding totally selfish about it, you know.
0: Hey, you know, we're all going to have to kind of deal with this in our own way, and just getting by and surviving is is enough, you know. And to think about being selfish or not selfish, I think is is uh, not not enough of the big picture you know so yeah i i I, I want everybody that that is listening as well to think you know your survival is just as important as everyone else's survival and yeah you know and yes self-care 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 so oh god yeah (laughs) yeah i mean
1: we're fortunate enough to be also i think of friends in chicago and you know you step outside in chicago and you better be wearing a mask and you better be you know, right. I mean, any any corner that you turn around in an apartment complex or you get in the elevator, always that concern about social distancing. And, you know, I, I'll go for a run on campus, which essentially is a big park right now right. <laughs> and yep. think, wow, you know, we truly n- never more than before do you see as a Champaign-Urbana resident that, OK, we get the benefits of the big city without the crush of people. Hmm. And I feel like if I were in a situation, you name the neighborhood in Chicago, it wouldn't matter. That I'd have that much more anxiety and stress based on just population density. Whereas here, Hmm. it's this little pocket of, you know, places in San Pedro little pockets of solitude, and you can go for a walk on on the quad and not have to worry about running into somebody. Or, you know, so those things uh, in the midst of this. Um, I don't know if trauma is too big of a word, but for some, certainly, uh, there is this sort of peaceful uh, other side of it where we might take the dog out for a walk at night and it is dead silent. Mm-hmm. There's no white noise, there's no yeah. cars, there's nothing. And thinking, well, this is weird, but not altogether bad. And yeah, there's just a lot of considerations that, you know, 33 years on this mm-hmm. earth that I never would have considered having to consider you know but all of a sudden we're thrust into it and we just I think observe things that we've never seen before and then try to wrap our heads around it
0: yeah well Mike I'm I'm looking forward to the new album and, and I'm looking forward to when we can get out and see live music but most of all I appreciate you coming on the show and talking with me for just a little bit and and thinking about creativity and and making new music and um just kind of getting by so um thank you for being on the show
1: i appreciate it anytime i mean you know I, i'm chilling so it's not, yeah. that, that situation is not going to change and even if it did uh, in june or july it's my summer vacation so you know again I, I just hope everyone's staying safe out there and uh final point i think is just music um even last night it was a gorgeous night and i'm sitting outside and i flip on in rainbows by radiohead mm. as i sip on a whiskey and have a little cigar thing and realize, okay, you know, this little soundtrack right here. And I think for a lot of people, they're finding that too. Um, music is a constant that for me is a great equalizer. So Mm. hopefully people are finding that. And, um, I, I know I have, and it's kind of cool to go back and rediscover things in my personal catalog, my favorite bands that I haven't listened to in a few years and have the time to do that.
0: Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. Mike was kind enough to send along a demo, um, an early sketch, if you will, of some of the new music that they're recording. And this is, uh, without further ado, as I like to say, this is The Damaged Kind. i
1: Thanks for listening to Little Sips. This is Mike Carpenter from Decadence from episode 37 reminding you, great CU music is on the internet, so stay right where you are.